This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. So to set this up, James R. Hoffa, of course, known by the public as Jimmy Hoffa, was an American labor union leader who served as the president of the Teamsters Union from 1957 until 1971. Then he mysteriously vanished in July of 1975 at the age of 62. The disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa, perhaps one of the most riveting and mysterious unsolved cases in modern American history. And joining us tonight is the author of a book on the case. The book is called I Heard You Paint Houses. It's going to be made into a movie that will be coming out uh, later this year. And uh, joining us is attorney and former prosecutor Charles Brandt. Charles, good to have you with us, sir. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. This book is fascinating, and I'm so glad that it's going to be a movie because it's one of those books that's got to be a movie. It's just, I mean, the book is incredible. And uh, I have to start by asking you, uh, of course, I've read the book, so I know the answer to this, but we want to kind of set this up. Tell us the, the title, I Heard You Paint Houses, which uh, it kind of makes people wonder, what in the world does that mean? It means in, uh, in mafia talk, certain segments of the mafia, <clears throat> I heard you kill people. The paint is the blood that spatters when you whack a guy. Okay. I and, and then the second and part the, of the second the part of that is, is the answer to it is I do my own carpentry work too, meaning I get rid of the body. Wow. This was the first conversation that Frank the Irishman Shearer never had with Jimmy Hoffa. As you mentioned, Hoffa became Teamsters president in nineteen fifty seven. And there were people that had opposed him. He wanted to get rid of them. And he approached his godfather, Russell Buffalino, the most powerful mafia boss in America at the time. And in fact, the mafia boss that had final script approval of the classic movie, The Godfather. Wow. And uh, and the producer of the movie, a guy named Al Ruddy, his wife, Wanda Ruddy, was in the audience when I gave a talk once at a writer's conference. And she came up afterwards and said, were you aware that Russell Buffalino had final script approval? And I said, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you know? And she told me that, that that was the case. 
that wow. husband Al so, Cody had no choice but to could, couldn't be uh, any more uh, any more legitimate of a movie when uh, Buffalino was approving the the final uh, script. Um, so many things about Jimmy Hoffa that are fascinating. Sort of to prepare for this interview, I rewatched the Hoffa movie that came out in 1992. Um, do you, did you see that movie? And and what is your uh, thoughts of the portrayal of Jimmy Hoffa by Jack Nicholson in that movie that came out in 92? Well, I'd be happy to give you Frankie Irishman Sheeran's thoughts. Sheeran went from, from doing hits for Hoffa to become... Hoffa's right-hand man and a staunch ally of Hoffa's in the Teamster labor, labor movement. And uh, he told me that Jack Nicholson's portrayal of Hoffa was right on, that he, he portrayed him beautifully. But the rest of it made no sense, especially the ending. So. Yeah, it, it was a, a little bit of a confusing movie, but Jimmy Hoffa as a person is really kind of an enigma because you can't really look at the guy. I grew up in a union household. My dad was a union electrician. My dad's brother, my my uncle, was a union electrician. Now, they weren't in the Teamsters, but they were International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. So that whole mm-hmm. union thing, my grandfather was in the, the union, IBEW. Uh, my, my One of my uncles was Teamster. He was a truck truck driver um that was every holiday everybody gets together it's all union talking and the what the union is doing and this and that and and you know the unions are a good thing i i think that um in some ways obviously uh what hoffa did they were good things um in the beginning isn't isn't that right you would you agree with that i would agree i'm glad you saw that i would agree completely with that hoffa's uh, ultimate goal was to be a good president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. If along the way he had to kill some people, he wasn't above that. If along the way he put a few dollars in his own pocket, he wasn't above that. But even that, Frank said, when when he had cash in his pocket, he was a soft touch. If somebody came up to him and needed something, Hoffa just took it right out of his own pocket and put it, put it in the other guy's pocket. And, uh, he, he had his own set of morals and values, and uh, as he rose in prominence in the Teamsters Union, uh, you know, got to, to the point that it did where it was uh, just a power to be reckoned with, he got involved with uh, the mafia. And, and a lot of it was, as it's discussed in your book, um, you know, the, the pension uh, of, of the Teamsters Union and, and all of that. And we'll get into that a little bit later um, in, in the interview. But tell us how you met Frank the Irishman Sharon, who this book is, is really focused on, and uh, who he was. I'd be happy to. This is a, a biography of a very interesting man who did a lot of wrong in his life and who suffered as a result of it. He he had uh, a strong moral code as a, as a child. He was raised by a, a man who had, his father, had studied for the priesthood for five years. His mother went to Mass every morning, and Sharon was raised a very strict Catholic. He was also a very big person. He was six foot four and weighed 220 pounds, and he, was, he went into the Army before the war started in 1941, World War II. And he ended up in what was known as, uh, by General Patton as Patton's Killer Division, the division that was to take no prisoners. And uh, 
cheer and learn to kill in the army and took no prisoners at times. He said to me that when your lieutenant said, take this man behind the line for questioning, you did that. But if he said, take this man behind the line for questioning and hurry back, that meant you killed him uh, and you claimed he was trying to escape. And when Sharon got out of the war, uh, he, was, he had 411 combat days when the average was 80. When, it, when with 200 combat days, you could be uh, removed, but he didn't leave. He, he fought the whole war in Europe. Even after the war was over, he, uh, they kept him longer because the Russian um, soldiers were raping women in uh, Austria. And uh, he was sent to Austria to help protect women in, uh, from being raped by Russian soldiers. And that was uh, October. The war had ended in, uh, in May, as we know. So anyway, <clears throat> he got out of the war, came home to America, and was at sea. He, he had spent from 1941 to 19, late 1945, he had spent as a killing machine, as a soldier, and um, he still wanted to do the right thing when he got back. He got married. He had uh, three daughters. He played uh, football for Shanahan's uh, Catholic football. And he was so huge, you know, uh, especially in those days, people weren't very big compared to how much bigger they are now. And uh, one day, Sharon. We'll pick it up right there, Charles. Uh, that's our break coming up. Uh, we're talking about the book, I Heard You Paint Houses, The Disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. In 1975, all that and more as we continue our discussion. And also we'll talk about the movie coming out as well as we return and talk with Charles Brandt. We'll be back. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. Dot com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Hello, I am looking for a special soul from the GCN audience to hire to come to East Ridge, Tennessee and take care of two peaceful, easygoing people, which are a sweet 95-year-old woman and her 60-year-old son. Terms would be free room and board, plus the use of all of our facilities here at home in exchange for living with us and seeing to our needs. We must have someone that fits in well. We get along with most anybody and value those who like to do the same. We live in a suburb of the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Please email Matt at peaceaboveall.net for additional information. Please include your informal resume stating your strengths and weaknesses and reasons you would make a dedicated caregiver. 
we would also offer to negotiate a nominal salary in addition to everything else. Again, please email M-A-T-T at peaceaboveall.net. Thanks for responding. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. You are listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we're back discussing the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa and this fantastic New York Times bestseller, I Heard You Paint Houses. A couple of other interesting facts about Hoffa. Maybe you, you were uh, uh, too young to remember any of this, folks. If you're listening tonight, maybe uh, you're younger than me. Uh, this was happening when I was a small child. Uh, Hoffa was convicted of jury tampering, attempted bribery, fraud, in 1964, there were two separate trials. He went to prison in 1967, was sentenced to 13 years, but then received a presidential pardon from Richard Nixon in 1971. Uh, and that's when he was released, but he was barred from being part of the uh, Teamsters Union as part of his uh, his pardon agreement. But we're back with Charles Brandt, author of the book. And Charles, you were just setting the scene. Uh, the central character in your book is Frank the Irishman Sharon. And you were talking about he was uh, in combat in World War II. He returns uh, he is a trained killer uh, on behalf of the U.S. Army, but he's he's back in in the in the U.S. He's married. Uh, he's trying to uh, sort of reestablish a life as many people did that returned from uh, the bloody World War II. And uh, pick it up there and, and tell us uh, the rest of it and how he gets to meet Jimmy Hoffa. 
Well, he was a truck driver uh, working for Food Fair, a big uh, supermarket concern at the time, especially in the Pennsylvania, upstate New York area. And his rig broke down at a truck stop near Syracuse. And he was trying to get it started. And a, a man, an older Italian man, came over to him and asked if he wanted some help. And he, he said yes. And this man turned out to be Russell Buffalino. Now, Russell Buffalino is going to be played in the movie by Joe Pesci. And Russell is the most powerful mafia boss that nobody ever heard of. But the FBI heard of him plenty. And uh, the commission, Mafia Commission in New York, never did anything of any consequence without going to Russell. And isn't it the case, Charles, that the the, the real godfathers were kind of quieter figures than oh, what the movies totally. make them out to be? Totally. And as certainly, well, when John Gotti came along, uh, the Mafia was already on its way out, thanks to uh, another book I wrote <laughs> called We're Going to Win This Thing about the Mafia Commission case. Uh, that that put the mafia essentially out of business. You, you just don't hear about them anymore. But at one time, they were extremely powerful. And um, anyway, uh, th- th- they hit it off. Frank and this older Italian man who fixed his, his rig for him, and they agreed to meet in Philly at a particular bar. And uh, Sharon went to the bar, I've mentioned that Sharon was a very bright man and very humorous, a very witty Irish wit, twinkle in his eye. My wife said once on the radio, I had to pinch myself to remember that he was a killer after I would leave uh, when we were hanging out with him. And uh, anyway, um, it, at this bar that he was going to hang out with, uh, hang out with Russell Buffalino at, uh, he could pick up some money. He could go to uh, run errands, go to New Jersey and uh, collect the debt that was owed to somebody. And uh, little by little, he got drawn into that way of life. And at at one point, he was forced, just as in the Army, he was forced to kill someone. And if he didn't do it, he'd have been killed himself. And the man that he killed, a guy named Whispers de Tulio, was overreaching and under the mob rules, he deserved it. <clears throat> and so, event, so uh, he was so so he was drawn into the mob first, and then later introduced to Hoffa. Is that right? Correct. That's exactly right. And what that well, interestingly, what that was about, he had seen the movie on the waterfront, and he felt that he was at least as bad as Marlon Brando in that movie, and he'd like to get into union work. And he mentioned that to Russell Buffalino. Well, in the meantime, Hoffa, who Russell was Hoffa's godfather. And, uh, (coughs) excuse me. No worries. Take a drink of water if you need it. A a fascinating story. Take a little break there and let me know when you're ready. Uh, Okay, I'll take a little sip. Yeah, as as when I was growing up uh, around the unions and all that in Chicago, they used to call a man like Frank Sheeran, they used to call him muscle. And uh, exactly a lot of the, uh, the union leaders would have a guy or two like this with them pretty much 24 hours. Yeah. And so, um, Hoffa asked Russell for some muscle. He needed muscle. He needed muscle in Detroit. 
where his local union was, and he needed muscle in Chicago. And uh, so Sharon was taken by surprise. They were sitting at this uh, hangout, and the phone rang, and in those days there were no cell phones, and so the, the phone was with no portable phones. You know, the phone was brought over to the table that Frank was sitting at, and uh, Russell said to him, say hi to your union boss, Jimmy Hoffa. And Frank was stunned. He took the phone from Russell, and he heard Jimmy Hoffa utter these famous words, I heard you paint houses. Whereupon Sharon said, "I do my own carpentry work too," and it, it what it was was a um, uh, an employment uh, interview. Hoffa then sent for Frank the next day to to come to Detroit, and from Detroit <clears throat> he was given some lessons and <clears throat> for his new assignment, and then he was sent to Chicago to do some hits for a gangster named Joey Glimko, who had been with the old Capone gang. And that's not his real name. He had a real strong Italian name. I'm Italian, so I can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. Do you think that the mafia uh, wanted also to keep an eye on Hoffa and maybe having one of their own guys uh, getting close to him was good for that purpose that, as not, well? Not yet. Now, that, that came later, for sure. But at that time, he was strictly uh, there to to do hits. And Sheeran confessed to me that he did 25 to 30. Wow. But if you go fast forward, yeah, fast forward, they needed to keep an eye on him, and there was friction and ultimately his, uh, his murder. And um, after Hoffa disappeared, the FBI essentially solved the whodunit part in just a matter of a few months, they, they put out a memo, not an out, but they prepared a memo for their own consumption that um, listed uh, nine suspects. And in truth, eight of them had been involved in the conspiracy to kill Hoffa. And, uh, but they didn't know what they had done, and they had no evidence. They had no proof. They were just... And was Frank Sheeran one of those nine on the list? Oh, Sheeran and, and Buffalino were both on the list. Were both on the list. Uh, and it was interesting, too, to note that uh, despite Hoffa vanishing in 1975, he wasn't declared legally dead until 1982, folks. So there was a number of years there, I think, as our guest Charles Brandt is saying, everybody knew he was dead. It wasn't official until 1982 and still remains to this day an open case uh, in the FBI. We'll get into that and more and how our guest Charles Brandt met Frank Sheeran after this. We'll be back. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. USA Radio News with Wendy King. There will be congressional and legal challenges to President Trump's emergency declaration to secure funding for a southern border wall. Democrats in the House and Senate are vowing to fight what they called an unlawful power grab. They're planning to introduce a resolution disapproving of the president's move. He's going to protect his national emergency declaration guaranteed. Senior advisor Stephen Miller says the president would likely veto such a resolution. If the president can't defend this country, then he cannot fulfill his constitutional oath of office. California's attorney general says his state will challenge the emergency declaration in court. The ACLU and other groups are also planning lawsuits. Some Republicans have voiced their concerns. Other states are saying they will join California in challenging the president in court. You're listening to USA Radio News. Money, 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 money. You gotta have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call Lending Tree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business, so you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Lending Tree now. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 're listening to Jim Paris live all right and the movie is coming out in November and it's going to be on Netflix and what an incredible cast we have Robert de Niro Al Pacino Joe Pesci Harvey Keitel 
Uh, this is going to be a just a classic, classic uh, uh, movie and uh, the book. And Charles Brandt, this is like, I mean, you're going to be remembered forever for this. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> tell us tell us how you met uh, Frank Sheeran and how you got this guy to give you his story. I mean, it's almost like you were his priest and he told you all this. I know he passed away in 2003. Uh, tell us how you got so close to him that he wanted to give you all this information. I'd be happy to. Uh, first of all, I was a homicide investigator in the early 70s and a homicide prosecutor. I was the chief deputy attorney general of the state of Delaware. And when I left to go into private practice, I had four men on death row that I had convicted. Now, they were not executed because of the Supreme Court rulings that, that came about. But uh, I was very well known in my community. And uh, so was Frank Sheeran. It was, the community was Wilmington, Delaware, and Frank Sheeran was our local gangster. He was the guy that we all knew was, was a suspect. In fact, he was the prime suspect in Hoffa's uh, murder and disappearance. Uh, the New York Times did a profile of him. Uh, Newsweek did a profile of him. Uh, he was uh, written about in in books on this on the topic of Hoffa's disappearance, as participating in the uh, murder. Although nobody knew what happened, nobody knew you know how was he murdered. There was a gun used, and um, I left the Attorney General's office in 1976 to start my own law office. And my uh, emphasis was going to be on medical malpractice. I had a real affinity for uh, medical issues. In the meantime, uh, I had investigated over 52 homicides, either uh, prosecuting, investigating, uh, advising on them. And um, so I had that background in homicide. And I had so many great homicide stories. By then, I was a, a teacher of interrogation to cops and a teacher of cross-examination to other lawyers, and I decided to put these stories in a book called uh, The Right to Remain Silent. Uh, it was a novel, it's fiction, but it's based on homicides that I solved through interrogation. And um, so I get a call one day when I'm working as a medical malpractice lawyer and my role then was to cross-examine uh, medical experts that the insurance company would hire to prove the defense case, that uh, there was no malpractice here, that sort of thing. And um, so one day I get a phone call, and I knew that Frank Sheeran was in jail. We knew, we knew all about him. He was our gangster. He had gotten 32 years' worth of uh, sentences. They went after all of the suspects the way they went after Al Capone and got Al Capone for tax evasion. They got all of them for something. Tony Giacalone for 20 years, Frank Sheeran for 32 years, and uh, someone else for the same crime would have gotten five years. But they were putting pressure on this short list of suspects. And so I got a call one day from a guy named... Uh, well, he was in Angelo Bruno's uh, Philadelphia family, and Angelo's put, being played in the movie by Harvey Keitel. And uh, I get a call from this fellow named Franny McDonald uh, to say that Frank Sheeran's health was, was starting to fade in prison. He had a, a severe arthritic condition, 
uh, he was in a wheelchair by then, and they wanted him to get out early on medical grounds, and would I handle that medical legal case? And I did, and I got him out. And uh, he took uh, my my office and me to lunch at a mafia hangout called Vincennes in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, he said to me that he was tired of being written about in all the books on Hoffa's disappearance. There were six of them then. And they gave him various uh, roles because they didn't know who did what. But but because of leaks, the, the memo that I mentioned earlier was leaked to the press. And because of these leaks, and they were law enforcement appropriate, these leaks. They were trying to put pressure on, on these people. And uh, in the leaks, he was listed as a, a participant in the Hoffa hit. And he said to me that while he was in prison, he read my book, The Right to Remain Silent. Now, this is a pro-law and order book. Uh, this is a book about murderers that, I, that he was then... He then went to jail and, and ate next to, you know, that I put put there. As I mentioned, I four. Well, you got him out of prison, and so I would imagine you're his new best friend now. Well, yeah, he said I got him out. Uh, he was thrilled, of course, and uh, he wanted to tell his own story. He said he wanted to prove that he had nothing to do with Hopper's disappearance. He read my book in jail. And he liked it a lot, and he wanted me to write it. And so we, we met one day, not long after that, and we spent five hours together. And I typed something up and brought it to him, just about three pages of a treatment, and he turned white. He was surprised that he had given up so much information to me. And, you know, he didn't realize that I was this cross-examiner. That's what I did for a living. You were an expert at getting the truth out of people, but at that point he was yeah. still not willing to admit that he was involved in Hoffa's disappearance. No, he was willing. He did. He admitted it. Oh, he did? He came right he out and admitted that, in that first meeting that with very, you? That very first meeting. Wow. He admitted that he was there, but and he was there, he claimed, to keep an eye on things for Russell which means you're guilty of murder. Right. There, you're part of the conspiracy. But he didn't admit yet. He gave me uh, 80% of what happened to Hoffa, but he didn't admit yet that, that he um, was, the, was the actual killer. And, uh, and I knew I would get it the next time from him. But there was no next time. He read the, 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 uh, what he had told me. He said, you can't, you can't write this. Russell Buffalino's still alive. Billy Delia is still alive. <laughs> People I'd written about. He gave me names. I mean, I took I took them from him. <laughs> right, right. So, so even though he was in the twilight of his life, he was still enjoying being a free man, even though he had all these physical ailments. But he couldn't have that information well, released. So, did he have some kind of a? Was there a deal with you? Like after I die, then you can do what you no, do, or you no. just decided to do that? No. No, the, I, the deal was I was going to write a story about how he had nothing to do with Hoffa's disappearance. Only in the course of my questioning him, one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next, and the next thing you know, 
I had 80% of what happened to Hoffa. Wow. He wrote it up. He turned to stone. He said, you can't use this. He took it from me. Of course, it was on computer. I had it. I still have it. In fact, um, Bob De Niro wanted a copy of it. I gave it to him. <laughs> you know, th- this sounds very similar to the... Uh, This sounds very similar to the Stephen Mishaw interview of Ted Bundy uh, when he interviewed him in prison. Um, He he sort of took it from the angle of, well, we know you didn't do any of this, but just theoretically, if you did, what would you have done? And in 100 hours, he got all the details of every crime. And beautiful beautiful job. That was one of the many beautiful jobs that law enforcement and people with a with a knack have done on uh there's a, a show tonight on the btk killer and he's another one of these guys that uh was full of remorse and full of uh, was a confession waiting to happen and that's what what i had with Karen. yeah and once you get talking and once you get talking and who, who knows what you're going to say especially if there's a little bit of liquor involved there who knows what's going to come out of someone's mouth all right our final segment you got to get the book. You got to see the movie. I heard you paint houses. Charles Brandt is here, and we'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for FreeSurvivalGifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love freesurvivalgifts.com. At freesurvivalgifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, free survival gifts. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always priced less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. You are listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. You can pick up your copy of the book over at Amazon. It has almost a thousand reviews and it's very highly rated. And I can personally recommend it. Uh, just fascinating. Page Turner and the movies coming out this fall. The book is I Heard You Paint Houses. Charles Brandt is here. And Charles, before we get into the actual hit on Hoffa, the house in Detroit, the blood and all of that, I want to digress and ask you, you got to share with our listeners what happened uh, when you brought up the issue of JFK's assassination with Frank Sheeran. Yes. <laughs> One of the scarier moments of my time with Frank. And this was during that first um, meeting that we had, that five-hour meeting. I asked him, um, one of the things that that I taught when I taught interrogation was, you want the person talking. You don't want them to stop. You don't want them to, to pause and think about what they're saying. You want them to talk about anything. Just get the mouth moving, and the truth will find a way out. In the meantime, I had been raised a, a Roman Catholic myself, and so I could appeal to Frank on that basis. But at one point, uh, it, it started to get a little sluggish. He was getting tired, and uh, I needed to, he- to hear him continue to talk. So I asked him a question whose answer I already knew. The question was, why were there so many people involved in this? Eight, eight people involved in this. Uh, and Frank said, well, that way, if you go bad, 
you you only know what you did. You don't know what the ones before you and the ones after you did. And I said, well, that makes sense, Frank. Uh, and I'll bet, too, that if you took this hit on your own as a, as a sole shooter, you'd be disposed of after after the hit. And he said, absolutely. He said, uh, they're not going to have a massacre, but a lone cowboy would be disposable, and he'd be disposed of. And I said very innocently, like Lee Harvey Oswald was disposed of by Jack Ruby. And immediately, he had a, he had a stunned look on his face. And I moved in and got closer to him. And I said, you know, I've never read a book on that subject, and I hadn't. I mean, I was a school teacher when, uh, when Ruby killed Oswald. And to me, that's what that whole case was about, Ruby killing Oswald. And um, would be the key to the solution of, of Dallas. And I said to him that, uh, you know, Ruby uh, had to face the music. Ruby had cops on his payroll. Ruby's job was to get rid of Oswald. And when he didn't, and when his cops didn't do it out on the street, then he had to get into the police station and do it in front of the world. And in the meantime, He's waving his, his right his right arm is resting on a lazy boy, and with his right hand he's waving me to be quiet. And then finally he says, "I'm not going anywhere near Dallas." And I, what was that? Neither am I. Yeah, I so which is uh, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that said uh, more than you needed it to say, and there've of course always been those thoughts of a mafia connection, and exactly what you're saying is what I've always thought, which is you know Ruby. Uh, who is clearly a, a mob guy, uh, it gets rid of the shooter, Oswald. And that was the way the mob did things. Uh, you get someone, you know, uh, someone that you could call a kook, a patsy, and then you get rid of them after the fact, and that sort of, you know, dries up the trail. But uh, that's that's another fascinating part uh, of this book. For the We've got a huge JFK conspiracy audience that is going to love just hearing that part of it. Um, now let's fast forward. We've got about six minutes left. We that The house where the hit took place is actually, I know Eric Sean, I believe it was, of Fox News. Um, actually, the, the Fox News got to the house. I guess they've done uh, investigation into the blood that was found at the house. Um, and p even pulled up the boards and Frank Sheeran's detailed story uh, of, you know, that actual house turns out to be the house. What was the DNA uh, evidence that they were able to uncover? Well, see, I, I wasn't involved in that. Uh, and, and Frank, uh, after he shot Hoffa in that house, he immediately left it and the, the body was disposed of in a crematorium, uh, when uh, Eric Sean, with his producer, went to the house, and, and I didn't go in the house with Frank. Uh, we, we did not, he didn't want to, and I didn't push it. I drove him to Detroit. We found the house exactly where he said it was. He described the interior, and I didn't go in. So I wrote the book, and then based on the book, 
Eric Sean went out there with his producer and went in and saw that the house was described exactly as I had described it in the book. And it clearly was the house. And he then hired a, uh, a forensic specialist who sprays luminol on, uh, on floorboards. And if they glow a kind of bluish glow to them, that's indicative of, of old blood. Uh, the iron in the blood uh, is still there. Now, DNA is another story. Over time, the DNA is going to degrade. And so now you're talking about a hit in 1975, and this was 2003 uh, when uh, when uh, Eric Sean went in there. Anyway, they found a, a trail of blood that would match the carrying of the of the body out the back door if a, a body bag wasn't used. Uh, we, we don't know. Sharon didn't know. So, anyway, that's the story on the blood. I mean, just interestingly enough, I mean, it's like, okay, how many houses have a trail of blood in them? I mean, I, I mean, well, that's the, exactly the, right. I, I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I mean, corroboration right. to, to the nth degree, uh, right there. Now, now, the, the the part of the story I think that's fascinating is just as complicated as uh, Jimmy Hoffa is as a person. Um, We've got a complicated guy here too with Frank Sharon because in in one sense he's sort of like hero worshiping Hoffa, but then ends up being the killer of Hoffa, which is probably going to confuse a lot of people. Uh, he had no choice though, isn't that right? Well, he said to me that if uh, if I ever said no to Russell, I'd have been just as dead. Jimmy would have been just as dead, and I'd have gone to Australia with him meaning gone down under and been killed. Uh, it's another expression of theirs. <laughs> so he got the order uh, from the Godfather. He got the order from the Godfather to kill Hoffa. Is there anything oh, in your yeah. book that tells us why the mafia wanted him dead? Did they just didn't want him coming back after he was out of the union? What was the reason? It, it, was, it, it was a complicated uh, bunch of stuff going on at the time. Uh, there was a, uh, a gangster named Tony Provenzano who was a capo in the Genovese crime family in New York, about Tony Salerno's uh, family at that time. And he and Hoffa had a feud in prison. Uh, they came to blows, and he was just gunning for Hoffa. And uh, when Hoffa got out of prison and was told that he couldn't run for the union presidency, uh, he said, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue and get that right. Uh, the, the current president, Fitzsimmons, has allowed the mafia to run rampant uh, and, and take over the Teamsters. And Hoffa began to say things that were imprudent. One of the techniques, you'll see a lot of techniques in this book for, for uh, interrogation. One of the techniques you use is you ease the, the guilt on the part of the killer by making it clear that Hoffa dug his own grave and that he caused his own death. And he did so. Uh, Sharon would explain, well, he was just puffing. He wasn't going to rat on anyone. But he was making some very imprudent comments um, on the air. He became a loose end, and he became a threat. And what the mob does yeah. with people like that is 
you disappear. So all of these stories about being buried under what was a giant stadium and these different uh it he ended up in a if crematorium. I may, if I may take take a hold of that one, the giant stadium one. Uh at a book signing that I was doing, a fella handed me his book and said, Make this out to Bob Garrity. And I said, How do I know that name? And he said, uh, I was the Hoffa case agent it was for the FBI. He was in charge of the Hoffa investigation. And he wow. said to me, um, Ten seconds, Charles. Like, we always like Sharon Fort. Uh, but uh, anyway, you'll have to read the book for the rest. Yeah, we, we ran out of time. Fantastic book, Charles Brandt. I heard you paint houses. Get yourself a copy. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris, and if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. Dot com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective.